Hi guys, it's me, Paula, and I pray, and I want to share a new podcast with you today. Hopefully this message will be a blessing to your heart. Father, thank you for this time to all those who are on my call and others as well that I've tweet this out to and post to that they will receive this message, Lord. May you be glorified, Lord Jesus. Amen. In his mighty name we pray. Hey guys, today I want to talk about religious mindsets. And I want you to ID or identify these in things that you see in life. And notice how people would rather have you give them five, you know, uh, laws or, you know, five points or ten things you must do. That's kind of human. Like, here, give me five points, five laws, five things to do, and, and I'll be fine, God. We'll be just we'll be just dandy, the two of us together. No, it doesn't work like that. You see, that legal mind, that legalistic, I call religious mindset is what Jesus really came to actually not abolish, but he came to fulfill in himself. And I want you to understand something about Jesus. The other day I was walking through the house and I was like, Lord, you know, I had these tears in my heart, like what God has done in my life, how he's healed my broken heart. And I started thinking about the intimacy of the Holy Spirit and I started thinking about how God did not leave us orphaned, but he came and he came to us. And then I started saying, Lord, how do I witness to people who have other gods? Have you ever thought about that? You know, often we, we think, well, we can't touch somebody who's Jewish or we can't talk to somebody who's Muslim. We can't talk to somebody who's in a really new age religion because it's a religion. Or we can't talk to someone who's a Buddhist. But you know what? We can because we have the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of Truth. And everyone, God wants everyone in His kingdom. So next time you see somebody that's from a different religion or false even doctrine, don't shrink up and become afraid. Like, I can't speak to them. Because God wants you to reach out to them, ask Him to help you to do it. The Holy Spirit is your friend and helper. And so when I asked the Lord about, well, how do I witness to this person or these people? He said, you know... Ask them if their God, which is really a demon, right? Is is their God is their God personal and intimate with them? No, uh, uh-uh, they're not, because they're demons, impersonating God. There's only one God, all right, the Maker of heaven and earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Is God Elohim, Almighty God, the Lord? Nobody bigger than him. So we a lot of times we don't get empowered enough to understand through the word of God, through the Holy Spirit, that we're able to be effective communicators of his gospel. The gospel is supposed to be good news, but some people, they just want to stay in a religious like club. It's more like, okay, you know, just give me, you know, like 10 things I can do and I'll just do these and then I won't have to, that'll be my religious duty. I'm thinking of Jesus when he was standing there uh, in the temple and he was, and all these buildings were around him and these pillars, I can just picture, you know, and he's with his disciples and he, he always has these sidebars, you know, where he talks with them, you know, and um, pulls them aside and they, they have a little, you know, chat and he said, um, not, he said to them, he said, as they were watching people bring their offerings, you know, and, and you can just sort of imagine people bringing some pretty big offerings to God in the Jewish temple. And uh, they were amazed. They were like, wow, people, they were watching all the offerings that people were bringing. And and then there was this uh, woman who came and, 
and she gave an offering and and she was a poor woman and and uh, the disciples looked at all the big offerings you, know, you can kind of picture people bringing they, they might have been bringing gold or silver they could have been bringing you know a sacrificial um you know lamb or something you know turtle doves i don't know and, and and all of a sudden jesus says but this woman she gave more than all of these and and you know what the bible says what she gave was a half a cent he said the lord jesus christ said she gave more than all of these how could that be you say well what kind of kingdom of god is this It's not the kingdom of this world, which is based on greed, selfishness, pride, and stinginess. (laughs) So the people who gave large sums were not necessarily giving, you know, everything. You see, they were not necessarily giving everything. You see, because God doesn't have your heart. It's just a religious formula. Uh, You know, you just picture this in your mind that she came and he said she gave all that she had. You know, some people like to store up their little, you know, I call their little, they're like a little mouse with their cheese in their little corner and they have their little stash of, you know, things that's for them. And then they ignore the real needs of other people because they're too selfish. You know, they're too stingy. And that, that's a mark of a flesh, of human flesh. It is a mark of our, our fallible, you know, flesh which the Bible says we're to keep under and we are to be redeemed, bought with the price of blood. We ought to know that our flesh is not going to carry us. You know, you're, you have this earth suit. You know, we're made of the earth, right? Adam, red earth, you know. We came from this earth. Therefore, we belong into this place, right, called the earth. But we're not just a body. Until you recognize you are a spiritual being, made in the image and likeness of God. And God is spirit. The Bible says God is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So he requires or looks for those kinds of worshipers, spirit and truth worshipers. Not just worshiping with, bring a big gold thing, you know, gold ring, give it to God when you've got like 7,000 gold rings, you know. Wow, you know. He's looking at the half a cent, who has given everything she had. See, that was all she had, but she gave it. Get it? (laughs) Everything she had was there. And that was her offering to the Lord. How precious is that? So back to my question to the Lord was, how do you witness? You know, I think looking at the Word of God will help you because the religious formula or format of that day, Jesus came to a religious people. You know, Jesus came... God was incarnate in flesh. So God manifested himself in his one and only son so that he could relate to us, so he could come to us. He did everything. He paid such a high price to come here so he could redeem us, so he could buy us back. The ransom was too high. The ransom we couldn't pay. So when he came, he came here. And, and, he, and he, it said he humbled himself. He didn't take on like his when you say godly, God powers, and say, I'm going to come and sure, I can zap everybody. No, he comes lowly, humble, trusting, and forgiving. He comes in that mode and, and to born a baby. How, how, how fragile is that? <laughs> a baby, you know. And, and God comes and he shows us the way to the Father, his heart. 
the Father's heart. But what's so interesting is how do you say to someone, this is that, and what you have? Well, I think, I think it's, it's people say, well, when I witness to people, I just try to love them and all that. That's, that's good, but that's not everything. I think, I think uh, what we're looking at is a lifestyle. How do you live your life? is what you say, what comes out of you. You know, you're the half-cent woman or man, you know. You're the one who gives everything. You're the one we can count on. If I just give you five rules and you go, well, as long as I give the five rules, then I'm fine. Well, see, God doesn't want five rules. If he, 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 he fulfilled the law, he didn't abolish, you know, the Ten Commandments or anything, but he fulfilled them. He summed them up in one word, you shall love you shall love the Lord your God. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. See, he summed up the law in one word, John 13, 34. By this, by what? This love that you have for one another, the world will know me. See, it's our action, how we live our lives how we show up on time, how we honor God with our whole heart, how we pray for one another, how we, we live really our lives, not just, I went to church today, I paid my dues, wow, you know, good for you, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> pardon me, I lost my voice, you know, you, 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 you just, you're back into the religious mindset, a religious mindset, which Jesus really didn't like religious mindsets too much. He came to his own. He loved his own, but his own rejected him. See, Jesus came as a man under the Abrahamic covenant. He came as a prophet, really speaking, uh, uh, you know, rabbi, they called him teacher, rabbi, you know, prophet, under the Abrahamic covenant uh, to his people, and he addressed the Jews, you see, so he would talk to them about the law. It doesn't mean Jesus wanted to come under law, but he hadn't died yet, shed his blood for us, went into the bowels of the earth, went into hell, came up out of the grave, and then presented his blood to the Father. He hadn't done that yet. So we must understand we're looking at the Gospels of Jesus Christ that he's talking to old covenant men. See, even his disciples. <laughs> you know, all these people are Jews, right? I mean, he spoke to Gentiles too, but I'm just saying, you know, the, the Jewish nation... Okay, came to his own, and his own rejected him. All right? So I want you to picture what it's like for Jesus to be with these old covenant guys, and then they're transformed, you know, his disciples, the guys who hang out with them, you know, you know, three and a half years they're with him, and he's doing the training and the session with them, and just like he's training us. And he begins to tell them, you know, like the truth. The Spirit, before he's offered up, he, he tells them these amazing truths. And John's my favorite, probably my favorite gospel. I love all of them. But when you get down to that John, you know, 14, 15, 16, before he goes into his, uh, the supper, his last supper, and before he goes into his passion, the garden of Gethsemane, and then is betrayed, you know, and, and goes to trial, and then is offered up, you know, condemned and crucified. Before that time, I love what leads up to that because these are like pearls, just just the the gems before he goes, sort of the last things he says, you know, to them in that time frame. And they're so powerful words, of course. So 
I'm looking at them in John chapter 14, but I'm looking at it in a translation that's a little bit different. It's called the Message Bible. And, you know, um, they're asking him in John 13, where are you going? He said, you can't follow me now where I'm going in in John chapter 13. He said, "Why?" Peter asked, why can't I follow you? And he says, I'll lay down my life for you. He said, Peter, really? You'll lay down your life for me? The truth is that before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. See, Jesus cannot do anything but tell you the truth. It's hard, isn't it? The truth is, Peter, you're not, you're not so hot. You, you're weak, right? But I'm going to pray for you that you'll come back, and he does. In chapter 14, he says, don't let, don't let this throw you. You trust God, don't you? Trust me. There is plenty of rooms for you in my father's home. If that weren't so, would I have told you that I'm, I'm, on, I'm on my way to get a room ready for you? And I'm on my way to get your room ready today. So he's saying, now, that, that, that veil that was in the temple, see, there was a veil. You couldn't get to the Holy of Holies. We couldn't walk into the presence of God. That was blocked. This veil is going to be ripped into the very power and presence of God is available to you and me today. So he says, I'm preparing that way. I'll come back and get you. This is that bridegroom God, bridegroom king. Are you a friend of the bridegroom? Huh? I'll come back and get you so you can live where I live. And you already know the road I'm taking. How beautiful is that? I'm coming back for you. I'm not going to leave you. Thomas said, well, Master, we have no idea where you're going. Or So, he, you know, they're getting a little sad here because he's saying he's going away. How do you expect us to know the road? And Jesus said, I am the road, also the truth, also the life. And no one gets to the Father apart from me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him. Even You've even seen him. Philip said, Master, show us the Father, then we'll be content. You know, it's interesting. You can't talk to non-spiritual men about spiritual things, Paul the Apostle said, because they'll think it's foolish. If you say, I have faith, I believe in God, well, show him to me. He hasn't come to me and spoken to me. Yeah, he is speaking to you right now. He lives in me. <laughs> yes, he has left his mark. He has spoken to us. God is speaking through his one and only Son. Jesus said, I am the road, the truth, and the life. And no one gets the Father apart from me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him. You've seen him. Philip said, Master, show us the Father, then we'll be content. You've been with me all this time, Philip, and you still don't understand. To see me is to see the Father. So how can you ask, where is the Father? Don't you believe? I'm saying, don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you aren't mere words. I don't just make them up on my own. The Father who resides in me crafts each word into a divine act. Believe me, I am in my Father and my Father is in me. If you can't believe that, well then believe these works. The person who trusts me will will not only do what I'm doing, but even greater things because I am on my way to the Father. And I'm giving you the same work to do that I've been doing. You can count on it from now on. Whatever you request along the lines of who I am and what I am doing, I'll do it. That's how the Father will be seen for who he is in the Son. I mean it. Whatever you request request in this way, I'll do. If you love me, 
show it by doing what I've told you. You know, talk is cheap. You know, people talk, I'm going to church today. Now give me 10 rules. You know, I'll do it then. Okay, I did my hour and a half. What time is it? I can't do too much. Can't pray too long. Okay, got to go. I will talk to the Father and he'll provide you another friend. I love it. The friend of God. Bridegroom king, bridegroom friends. He'll provide you another friend so that you will always have someone with you. The friend is the spirit of truth. Have you thought about the Holy Spirit being your friend? I love what Jesus says here. He says, the godless world can't take him in. Well, they can't take him in. He's too beautiful. They can't even see him. They can't take him in because it doesn't, it doesn't have eyes to see him, doesn't know what to look for. But you know him already because he has been staying with you and will even be in you. And that's a key. In the old covenant, the spirit of God came upon them. And, and the spirit is with them, but was not in them, you see. It was not in them. Their spirits, their heart, hard hearts, you know, your hard heart or sinful heart could not be transformed or regenerated or born again yet. The born again spirit came after Jesus came, you see, and you believe in him, then you are born again of the spirit of God. Transformed. I will not leave you orphaned. I'm coming back. In just a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you're going to see me because I am alive and you're about to come alive. All that moment, at that moment, excuse me, you will absolutely know that I'm in my Father and you're in me and I'm in you. The person who loves me will keep my commands. That person who loves me will be loved by my Father and I love him and I will make myself plain or I will appear. I will make myself plain to him. You know, it's interesting how people do not understand Jesus at all. It's like Jesus said here, I'll, I'll appear, I'll make myself real. I'll, 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 real, I'll be real to them. I'll send my Holy Spirit. I'll be with you and in you. He's with you and in you. And yet they ignore that. They're not orphans. I'll make myself plain means I will appear. You'll know it's me. Now, because you don't, understand that people will go off on these religious tangents and they'll just look there look at people who have false gods and false religions and you've got the holy spirit with you and in you if you're a child of god you have your friend you need to be talking to him he's god father son and holy spirit one god three persons are you do you talk to the holy spirit do you listen to the holy spirit yeah, well, what do you mean? Well, Jesus is that. He's going to be with you. He's going to be in you. I'll not leave you orphan. So do you recognize him? Come, Holy Spirit. Do you notice I say that when I begin to pray? Holy Spirit, come. You are with us and you are in us. We rely on you to pray through us the divine will, plan, and purpose of God. You just run around, you know, and not think the Holy Spirit is with me every day. Do you practice the presence of God? Like, like, are consciously aware of him? You need to be. I'm encouraging you, would you? Would you just for a whole day practice his presence? Like, the Holy Spirit's with me and me. Feel how empowered you are right now. Know that you are empowered. You know, some people just do not understand that this is not a religion. I'm not giving you five rules. There's a person, a personal, intimate relationship with him. That's the big, 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 big difference 
between these guys who worship false gods and false religion. Mohammed's religion, Allah's not a god, you see. Buddha's not a god, you see. The, you know, the god even of the Jewish traditions is God, but he's not, is he, is he come, has, they, has he received, has he been received? Because John tells us if you have the father, you say you have the father, you don't have the son, you're a liar. <laughs> you can't say I have God the father and not the son. They're one. Right here, Jesus just said, the father's in me, I'm in you, and you'll know it. The reality, the person of the Holy Spirit is what I'm talking about. The fire of God, the power of God, the firepower is what I'm talking about. We need his fire. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to do what we have to do in this earth for God. You can do nothing apart from him, people. I'm telling you, it's ridiculous to try to. Get up in your flesh. Just get up in your flesh. I'm going to start this. I'm going to do this. Well, go ahead. But I got to tell you, we'll stand before Christ one day, and he will judge your works. And if they were founded on the flesh, you just made these things up. There'll be nothing there. It'll be burned up, it says. You know? So do the Holy Spirit. Do Him. Practice His presence. You see? You have something, because the Holy Spirit prompts us. He's the one who gives us the power and the anointing. That's His presence to do what we have to do. But we have to rely on Him, not on ourselves, to do it. And that's what I'm doing. I'm practicing that today, as a matter of fact. Don't let anything throw you off, Jesus said. Trust God. Trust in me. You know, trust the Father and believe. And naturally, you know, um, these people were still, you know, in a loveless world. People didn't love one another. And he keeps talking about this friend, the Holy Spirit, and the Father will send at my request. And he's going to make everything plain. In John chapter 14, he says to you, He'll remind you of all that I've told you. I'm leaving you well and whole. That's, that's my parting gift, peace. I don't leave the way you used to be left, feeling abandoned, bereft. No, don't be upset. Don't be distraught. You've heard me tell you I'm going away and I'm coming back. But if you love me, you'd be glad for I'm on my way to the Father because, my, because the Father is the goal and purpose of my life. So he was preparing them ahead of time but he was saying, I'm not leaving you. What a precious, precious God we have. He doesn't leave us. The Holy Spirit is present. He's in the world. He's with us. With, say, with me and in me. If you're a child of God, he's come in you. And what are the manifestations of the Holy Spirit? Wow. He's got some gifts. I, I alluded to those in uh, 1 Corinthians 12. I hope you're looking at them. I said I mentioned those to you in my prayer call. The manifestations of the Holy Spirit to profit to, is granted these gifts for us. They're gifts. He went, he went to the cross and, and shed his blood so we could have these gifts, and yet people ignore them. They feel like an orphan, bereft, alone, afraid. No, you have the Holy Spirit. Why don't you practice his presence? Do you know you can? I'm telling you, you can. He wants you to. Be conscious of him. It's not 12 poems, a song, and, you know, 13 hymns, and we worship, and we leave at 1045. You know, your rituals that you do, that's not it, guys, okay? It's a personal, intimate relationship with God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Your friend. He's your friend. 
bridegroom God coming back for you. He's coming again, the second coming. He's coming to take his bride away. If you're, if you're, if you're part of the, the, the body of Christ, of course, you're, you know to know that, you know. Um, but so many people just want a religious formula because that's the human nature. That's really the side of sin. You know, they, they, want, they want something that, you know, here, I'll just hand this to you and then you just do it. And, okay, you got the prize, you know, like a lottery. I won the ticket. You know, I got the ticket, the winning number. No, it's not that. It's relationship. It's intimacy, getting up with him, praying. Not just, not just like a ritual. Even that can become ritualistic. You can even say, oh, and then you become religious and hard-hearted. I prayed 49 hours. That's great. I'm going to be praying an all-night prayer next week. But you know what? If I'm not living a love life with God, my praying is nothing. Throw it in the trash. If I'm not walking this thing out every day, if I'm not persevering, if I'm not pressing in and overcoming in Christ, you know, those little baby steps, God wants to be able to rely on us. You know, some people, they go, I wonder why my prayers aren't answered. I know why they're not answered. You're not trustworthy. You're not faithful. We can't even depend on you to show up for one hour, you know? Well, I don't know. You may decide, you know, humans, you know how they are. They're flaky. One day they're up, next day they're down. One day they're up, next day they're down. Well, I didn't show up because I, I had something else to do. See, do you wonder why God can't hand you the moon, the stars, you know? He can't give you those things. He's looking at you where you're at and saying, be faithful to me, even in these little things. You, you think it's just not a big enough platform. You know, that's not big enough for me. That's not really flashy. Yeah. Well, you know what? I heard a mighty man of valor say one time, a mighty man of God, he said, you know, sometimes I think and he had a big ministry and it was a very big platform. And he went home to be with the Lord, but he had a lot of wisdom. And he you know, was a businessman, and then he went into ministry, the teaching ministry gift. And he said, you know what? It was powerful, filled with the Holy Ghost. was a very, very nice man. But one thing he said, he, he said, you don't think sometimes these guys who have these ministries where they're working with people one-on-one, like some of these people, it's very difficult to work in, I guess, street ministry or, you know, um, you know halfway house or a women's home or things like that, you know, or, um, you know, drug or alcohol rehabs or things like that. And they're Christian, I'm saying based. And he said, you know, those people, they, they have, you know, they have these um, kinds of ministries that are, God's going to really reward them. People are going to be surprised. They're going to be surprised when the judgment seat of Christ, um, we're not talking about the white throne judgment that is for the wicked dead. I'm talking about the Christians being judged their works, you're going to be surprised that the person who interceded, the one who cried out to God and took the burden that Christ gave them and prayed through to victory, there are going to be rewards for that. Go to your father in your closet and your father in secret will reward you openly. See, there are rewards. We, we, don't, we bypass those in the Revelation, the book of Revelation. We ignore those. There, there's rewards for how you persevered and pressed in and overcame. It was difficult and stayed with Christ and was faithful in little things. You know, people, I'm telling you, God is looking at the heart of the matter. He looks at your heart. And you just, the willingness that you want to do that and you start doing that and you just do it. Just be faithful. Do it. Give. 
give. Don't be stingy. Give. Give. If you want to do it, put your money where your mouth is. If you want to be faithful in something, do it. Don't talk about it. Do it. Give and it shall be given. The kingdom of God is different from the kingdom of this world. I'm telling you. It's an upside-down kingdom to some. But spiritually-minded, spirit-filled Christians lay hold of it and stay in the spirit, walking in the spirit with Christ in them and understand spiritual things of God, are hungry and thirsty for them and want to know them. The things of God are in his word today. You have this weekend, spend some time in God's word. Spend some time talking to the Father. and t- Spend some time you know, saying, Holy Spirit, come. I know you're with me. You're my friend. Jesus said you would be. And that he said, I, you know, I will make myself plain or real to you. Another translation that Amplified says, I will appear to you. Why do we think, what is the religious mindset that thinks Jesus was limited? Oh, Acts chapter 20. Uh-oh, that was the last time he appeared. Oh, okay. He manifests himself to Paul. Yeah, okay, before he went to Rome. And let's see, he appeared. Oh, it's over now. That's it. You're talking about God. You're telling God that, you know, that was the first century. That's all those things are done over now. We don't have any more miracles. We don't have any. That's a religious mindset. Get rid of it, okay? Get rid of that thinking by washing your your mind, getting a new mind, a new attitude with the Word of God, all right? Read your Bible and understand we're not living under the law, the legal system of a religious mindset, you have the power of the Holy Spirit to talk to people about Jesus. Very simply put, you, you, can, you can pray for that person and you can ask God, give me an introduction opportunity to talk with that person about Christ. You have an influence in your circle of influence. God wants to use you mightily. Come out of your shell of insecurity and fear. Well, I'm not anything. You're everything. He has seated you with Christ in heavenly places, far above all rule. That's the devil, authority, power, and dominion. He's set you up with Christ in him. Practice the presence of God today. Don't have a religious mindset, okay? That uh, That's weighty and hard. I'm telling you, religion is tough. It is tough. When you have Christ in you, you're free to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Not free to sin, no. Free to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Free to listen to Jesus. Free to invite the Holy Spirit in. Say, Holy Spirit, come. Come and fill me. Don't be afraid in your prayer time to lift up your hands for God's sakes and say, Holy Spirit, come and fill me. The other word for that is baptize. Immerse me. Give me a total immersion in the Holy Spirit. My kids need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and fire. Your children need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and fire. Did you know that? Especially in this hour. To fulfill their divine calling and appointment. It's not enough that they have great parents like you. It's not enough that you give them the best training, the best schools. That's not enough, man. Your kids are spirits. They have a soul. They live in this earth suit, their body, that we travel in here. But this isn't it. The spiritual things of God come, but they do not come through the flesh, through your intellect. No, no. Now they're together. The soul and the spirit can be rightly divided, but it is one. The soul is your mind, your intellect, your will, your emotions, and your spirit is where the Holy Spirit resides, and the Lord speaks to our spirit. 
He comes to reside in our spirit and wants to give us those nudges, those spiritual inclinations, or I call, some people in the world call it a gut feeling. I think it's a knower. I call it my knower knowing. It's part of your conscience of right and wrong, but the knowing. You, you didn't make kids sensitive to the Holy Spirit in their spirit. They, are, they have a human spirit. You have a human spirit. A body and a soul. You're a tripart being. See, that's the problem. You know, new age religion, false religion that's led by demons, <laughs> they teach spirituality. Did you know that? And when you go to other countries, oh yeah, they believe, they understand, they've seen operation of witchcraft and demon power. They see it manifest right before their eyes. But not in the Christian church in, in America. They're just blind. They're already, they're already, seduced by demons because who hide and lie demons don't manifest around them because they've already got them so they live by rules and religious you know tradition you know and all those things you know i sing 10 songs and then i go to church every week and i pay my tithe and you know i do those things and you should should go you should pay your tithe but that's not really what we're all about you know we should belong to the body of christ we should be on our face crying out to god we shouldn't just, in our homes, we should be, our houses should be a sanctuary for the Lord. We are houses of prayer. Really? Yeah, we are individually houses of prayer, corporately as well. So when we come together to pray this week, let's come together with the knowledge of the Lord from his word. I, I exhort you, may I and I encourage you, a religious mindset doesn't work. Praying to the Father in Jesus' name, however, it does work. Holy Spirit, come on this call now. Holy Spirit, thank you for your fire power. Thank you for filling everyone. How to get rid of a religious mindset. I want you to think about the Lord right now. When, when, when Elijah was uh, with the prophets of, the false prophets of Baal, Jezebel's prophets, and they were, he set up this altar and said, okay, I'm going to pour this water. I'm going to, I'm going to soak it, you know, and the God who is God and is able to zap and soak up this water, this, this sacrifice. He's God. And he set up a little test on Mount Carmel there. And it's interesting, a showdown at Mount Carmel. And they said all day long, the Bible records in, I believe in Kings, that that the prophets, the false demonic prophets, that's what I want you to be thinking about. They had no intimate God. This was religious rituals. They were cutting themselves. They were crying for their God to show up and prove if Baal is God, then worship, fall down and worship Baal. But if God is God, worship him. That was Elijah's challenge, the prophet Elijah's challenge. And all these prophets, could you imagine all day long, wailing, crying, doing their rituals, cutting themselves, blood, uh-huh, cutting themselves? And all of a sudden, you know, Elijah's kind of a character, and he goes, yeah, I wonder where your God, he must be out on the toilet. He must be out somewhere. Your God isn't with you. In other words, you don't have a God. He's not a real person, an intimate God. He's checked out, but he never was. And it says, Elijah cried out to Jehovah God, and he came down like fire, and he zapped that sacrifice and, and, it, and dried it up. And, and then he turned and he said, God, this Lord God is God. And he said, take these prophets of Baal, take them out and let's slaughter them, these false prophets. And they did. There was a bloodbath. 
He, they, they, they got rid of all the demonic false prophets. You see, that's what God wants us to picture in our hearts. When we step on the scene, demons flee when we, when we rise up. When we walk on the scene, we have the power of the Holy Ghost. Wherever you're going this week, wherever you're stepping into, wherever you're traveling to, you have the power of the Holy Ghost. Not religion, but relationship. Father, we thank you for this time on this podcast. May the word of the Lord be strong in everyone that hears this word. May you be honored and glorified. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for joining me. I really miss you guys, and I'm so glad that you're part of my podcast today. This is 37 minutes going on. So thank you. I love you, and I'll see you Tuesday on the call. Bye.